Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network. Founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook, their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Happy Valentine's Day to all. It's Marcia Cook and from A Good Story is a Good Story, Michigan Avenue Media, World of Ink. And uh, before we start the show, I just wanted to um, send my condolences to the families and to those involved in the shooting uh, in Florida at the high school. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, it's We've had one too many of these. I um, I canceled the show once before because of Las Vegas, and I hope we never have this again. It's so sad, and I really do hope people do something about this because we can't have this happening. Kids go to school, and then they don't come home. So um, I'm really sorry about that, but despite that, we're going to have a good show to change the subject here to get our minds off some things because as soon as it's over, we'll probably all turn on the news again, and we can see... Maybe they'll know more information, but anyway, I'm very sorry about that. And all right, so here we go. We have a really good show. We've had all of these people on, and we have, um, well, I'm on. We have Elizabeth Black, Isabel Cote, uh, and we have Jennifer and um, Catherine Rhodes. This is the same person. Now I know that, so I'm glad about that, <laughs> that I finally got that right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we're, uh, we're gonna, this, the discussion will be open. It's a happy Valentine's show, so um, Elizabeth and and Catherine and Jennifer, they can ask each other questions if they want because we're not in the same room, so I always find it's better lately to uh, if they have questions of each other because they probably don't talk to each other on the phone a lot. Uh, Isabel is, not, is a little far away from us, and that's what we're also going to talk about, Messenger, because we tried to do that today, and I don't know about Messenger. I have Messenger, but not the call Messenger. So um, we might talk about that a little to see if, you know, maybe that's a way to have chats now. Um, well, maybe we'll just start the show that way. Okay, <laughs> so um, who wants to talk about that? Well, all right, let's just say what happened today, because I'm sure other people don't know how to use it either. Isabel called me on uh, Messenger, and I'm hearing my phone you know, that makes a funny noise, not the same kind of noise as your uh, call. So I answered it, I thought, and it goes blank, and it says you didn't answer the phone call. So I tried to hit different buttons, which that's my specialty, <laughs> hitting buttons. I don't know what I'm hitting, and nothing happens. <laughs> so um, <laughs> then I then I called um, 
well, then I said, I don't know how to use this because I use Messenger, but I don't use the phone. And then I called Elizabeth, and she didn't know either. So um, either Catherine or or Isabel, do you want to tell us how to use that? Because I think there's probably other people that don't know. Uh, Jen, do you want to do you want to talk about it first? Um, <laughs> well, Messenger has a call <laughs> right, function, right. and if you look up, at, if you actually have the Messenger, you have to have the individual Messenger uh, app on your phone, yeah. which Facebook right. has forced most people to at this point. Um, even my my web my my uh, Chrome forces me to the messenger app and if you look at you have a main screen where you see all your messages up at the top you can see on the right hand side there's one that says calls um, usually what you can simply do is just pick the person on that list and hit the little handset button and it yep. should go right through and you should be able to pick it up what yep. I think happens sometimes yeah. is that when someone's on a completely different network such as Isabel is in, she's on another continent. So sometimes yeah. I think okay. that that maybe that might have something maybe. to do with the phone not it actually is picking possible. up. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah, because that could be. They, they don't. It's a way to get around, you know, long distance fees if you're savvy. But maybe. Facebook is ahead of us on that, and they have an agreement. Well, you know, I mean, I do a lot of things on there, you know, but, you know, um, and I do a lot of messages on there, but if you're on your, maybe it's, if you're on, maybe it works better if you're on the computer. I don't really know, because I was on my phone when I tried to answer it, but it just wouldn't as answer. Far as, so I know, I, as far as I know, it only works on the phone, because my messenger. Okay, oh, it only does work on the phone, because I see people yeah. say they're going, you know, I think Isabel, you're one. Didn't you say you're going off Messenger? Didn't I hear did you say that once? Somebody said that. Yeah, I, I go off yeah. Messenger, and and I think yeah. I think <laughs> Catherine is also right in that um, it's possible that there might be something in terms of the difference, the the the, the, the distance. Yeah. Because when I try yeah. when I try calling my my sister in in, in Sydney, it also happens the, the phone uh, the call oh, right. falls off as well. So um, and then we have to call each other maybe twice or thrice before we can finally okay. get, yeah, yeah, line. Right. That, you right. know, so Elizabeth, yeah, we'll have up. to. Elizabeth, I'll try it with you one of these days and see if it works. Yeah, I don't know okay. because a lot of people I don't get calls I, I like that. Maybe because a lot of people really it doesn't work for them. So maybe that's why. But I maybe didn't, it, I didn't you even, know I didn't even know the messenger did that. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, yeah. Marsha calls me today and I'm like, what? I have no idea what she's talking <laughs> <Right>. about. <laughs> Some of the yeah, I mean, there are yeah. also people that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, also I know. See, that's a whole group chat. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. And also, you know, um, yeah, because I'm going to try to do Facebook chats, too, because we used to do more chats on here. But uh, for whatever the reason is, it doesn't always work. And I think one of the reasons is, which I mentioned to Elizabeth today, is because we're all on, a lot of people are on phones. And years ago when I did the chats with, um, on blog talk, people were on the computer and you could scroll down all the way and see the chat. But now if you, mm -hmm. there's nowhere to scroll down on your phone to see the chat. So I think that that's a problem for people. So I guess, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, that I was going to do maybe Facebook chats. But, you know, usually when I we think, have a lot I of guests. I think uh, they're, they're probably pushing the, the chats like you're, spe like, like you're suggesting to Facebook yeah. Live. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, one person talking and everybody chatting underneath. 
Yeah, but one of the problems is a lot of people are going off Facebook now, you know, and then they're on, they're off, but everybody's mad at each other. So it's so confusing that people, (laughs) you know, I don't even, you know, sometimes I have to go and look for people I haven't seen for a while because they're completely off. Or they say, I'm done for a while, goodbye, everybody, and then they, that's it, you know. And that's what's happening, so and maybe they'll figure something out. All right, I'm going to let each of you say what you do, so then, every, then we can start our discussion. And um, I'll probably say, I'm an author, screenwriter, and a radio show host, and I've been doing this for eight years, and I love it. So it's been fun, and Elizabeth was one of our hosts, and hopefully she'll come back to doing shows. Elizabeth, you want to start and tell everybody what you've done? The past? Yeah, sure. Um, I write erotica, romance, horror, and dark fiction. I, um, I'm still the host of Into the Abyss with Elizabeth Black, but I haven't done a show in a long time. And um, I'm thinking about getting back into it again. And I was also well, good. a host on the, on the Woman Show. And, you know, I have some, I've had some really great guests on. I've had Joe Lansdale and Jack Ketchum. Uh, Josh Malerman, he was another really good one. You've and, had some uh, really, good like really good guests. You know, you've had some great guests uh, all around. You know, and um, you're you're good at it. And you know, you have some different guests. And we then we have horror shows, and that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. because um, now we haven't had one since you're not here. So I and Josh I probably back. should. I like to have Josh back as a guest because his uh, his yeah. book, one of his books is being made into a movie right now. Yes, so, I know, see that. And I'm like, that would be yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I see that. So we'll we'll yeah, see. Bird, we'll, Bird hopefully, Box. you'll do that. His book Bird Box is being made into a movie. Yeah, that's it's really that, and that's not an easy feat. So, uh, right, that's, all right. So then we'll go to uh, Isabel. Isabel, oh, it's one oh. o'clock there, so we don't hold we don't hold anything against what you say if you say anything tonight. Cause <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm still lucid. I'm still lucid. And okay. I'm paranormal. <laughs> I write paranormal romance as well as contem. I have a contemporary romance series as well. I also do historical fiction, but I haven't done that for quite some time. So I only have just one, just the one historical fiction novel, which should should have a continuation, which I'm also writing about. So my paranormal stories basically are about vampire werewolf hybrids. Um, I ha- I now have a series, a sh- just a short series of dragon shifters um i intend to uh develop another series about ghosts who walk, who walk on wa- on water and then that's that's also a paranormal romance and it's also based on legends that that come from the philippines and and we do, we do have ghosts that walk on wa- on water so that's what i'm going to do um at the moment i'm uh trying to finish um a contemporary romance novel, and the title is Slow Dancing. And I am really, really very slow in writing it now. So I don't know, maybe there's something about my my decision to, to call it Slow Dancing. That's why I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write it as well. Yeah. to do a lot of things at once, even though we all try to do that. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. All right, we'll have Catherine. Hello, Catherine. How are you? (laughs) Hello. I'm so proud of myself because 
when Isabel said, I went like, oh, yeah, Hannah and Ron, there's two of them, <laughs> Jennifer and Catherine, because the last time I, we did a show, I thought two people were coming on, and there you were. <laughs> so I got it now. <laughs> I got the no, situation. It's, just, it's two people in, in, in one mind. It's, it's, right. Uh, but maybe there's two right. minds. I don't know. Right, tell us about yourself a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, under Catherine, I write erotica, contemporary romance, um, erotic paranormal, paranormal, um, just about anything that's a little bit on the, the adult side. And under uh, Jennifer, which I go by J. Rose Alexander, um, I write mostly Y-A-N-A, superheroes, science fiction, fantasy type stuff uh anything goes really um it's but it's much more for it's for a wider audience it's not that yeah it's, 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 it's hard it's hard when, you know because all of us here do different genres and which mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's very difficult you know in some ways of marketing i think is the hardest yeah for me marketing. <laughs> All right, let's have I a really, vote here. Really Who hates marketing? I, I you know, I, I was I, ta- I was talking to yeah, marketing. See, like, this is you know, and this is why I should bring this up. You know, marketing. You know, I I'm not stressed out really about things, but I absolutely I don't like marketing. And um, we'll take a vote in a minute. <laughs> I don't like marketing, but I am having a guest <laughs> I don't next like week. Either. Yeah, I'm having a guest next week who absolutely. Um, I found them from my publisher. It's. Um, his name is Richard McCartney, and he lives in the Netherlands, but he'll be on the show. He has a service called KindleReview.net, and um, it's paying for different services, but actually like book reviews and whatever, and they're verified. And uh, he's wrote, uh, he's written a few books, and they're like 99 cents and how to be, you know, how to get your book up in numbers. And he really does know what he's doing, and, and he absolutely does everything it does work it's not like when you send to somebody and say can you do my review and you're begging them and they go well all right we'll do it and it's getting difficult now because everybody wants to swap and you know you just you there's no time to do everything so he's going to be on at 11 o'clock in the afternoon but it's on demand and um it's 11 o'clock in the morning here it's noon uh it'll be noon because of the hours for him also but um I think that's a show everybody should try to listen to because he will be saying how to take care of everything that will make you successful on Amazon. And uh, that's a hard place, as we know right now, because uh, from those that I've talked to lately, Amazon is taking reviews off. So let's start the conversation there. Has anybody had this where their reviews are being taken off? Yes, my, I my I reviews yeah mine mine have have uh, have dwindled actually um i had i think about 126 reviews for one of my books and it's now 116 so it went down so i don't really know what's happened there but i really don't have the time anymore to really you know to complain on uh, to amazon but i'll just let it go as as it is yeah yeah i don't yeah. think it's going to matter if people complain friends. Yeah, one of my Facebook friends had uh, two reviews removed overnight, just randomly. I mean, there, yeah. there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to this. No, and, uh, I, I just, uh, okay. The main thing is, if you're friends with a writer, somehow Amazon finds out and will remove your review. So, how are writers supposed to 
to get reviews, you know, but you can be sent out arcs, and then they say they say that's a friend. So then that that review gets reviews. So how are you supposed to get reviews? And, and the yeah. it's quite difficult, isn't it? Because on Facebook, when you're an author, you have so many friends, but friends in terms of acquaintances because you just like them. And it doesn't right. necessarily mm-hmm. mean, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, even if they they're do not your friends, right, right, they're not they're your not friend exactly friends, your, you know. Yeah. But how do they know that? And that's the whole problem. Exactly, and I think yeah, yeah. it's see, but I don't know. That's what well, Richard, when he comes on, I'm going to ask him that question because yeah. his goes right on Kindle or Goodreads or whatever, and people do pay for the services, but they actually are verified. So I think what's happened is there are so many people that have been doing things like just writing a view, never reading a book, and you know I think, but they they don't seem to be getting getting the message here that they're taking off good reviews for no reason because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just somebody you know you know just because you like something doesn't mean you're their friend or just because you know them on facebook doesn't mean they're going to write a special review for you it just means they're reading the book but i i don't know the answer it even goes, it even goes beyond that because i've been talking to some of the other bloggers and there are bloggers who have had all of their reviews wiped out People yes. who have been reviewing books for five, seven, ten years at this point have had all of their reviews, and some of these reviews, uh, some of these bloggers. I mean, if you read a if you read a book a day, like some people can, that's three hundred and sixty five yeah. books in a that's three hundred and sixty five yeah. in a year all wiped out. And if you multiply that by by multiple years, you're talking five you're talking upwards of five thousand reviews from some blogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I don't I really don't understand this. Nobody does. Well, the problem the problem stems from the fact that they had so many of these these click farm reviews. These these these. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, send us a hundred bucks and we'll put up review, we'll put up a hundred reviews on your on your uh, on your book. And, and oh, is that what they do? Oh, they had those. I didn't even it, know about it's those. Honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, it's pretty amazing to see these click farms in action too for the, the Kindle Unlimited. But just Jeez. they would go out and they would buy these reviews and they would put them up. They'd buy them up in, in 25, 50, 100, you know, 100 package, and they would put them on there because we all know that at 25, 50, and 100, different things happen on Kindle, on yeah, Amazon. No. You know, 25, you start getting, you know, uh, other books bought by, and then on 50, you start getting kind of sort of promoted by them, and 100 reviews looks really good, and they start showing you at the bottom of other people. So that, That's you know, what he's going to talk about. That they, they have to meet. Yeah, that's you know, what he's going to talk about. And they would go and they would buy them. Yeah. Because, um, you know, uh, and his are all verified, and I don't know, it's weird. Because, uh, it, it, well, it's called Kindle review.net so maybe it has a lot to do with I, I don't know I mean you know that he's going to explain that because he has this service and you know uh, it seems to be there, there's a lot of different things for authors now that are very confusing and you know as, as well like I, I don't like marketing and I gather all of us are in the same boat we don't like it but we have to do it mm-hmm. but and I get literally every day there's some other program that comes on and says, try this, do this, whatever. And then 
I go, okay, I'm going to try this. So I sign up, and then I go, oh, fine, I sign up. And then I go, oh, I've signed up for four. So I mean, that's like, you know, um, I'm sure we all do this. We just sign up for things, and we go like, oh, we'll do it later, and then we never do it. And then all of a sudden one day we'll go, oh, we'll go in and see what this is, and then we're already, our email addresses are there. So I don't know the answer to that. I think that when people are looking to read books, they actually don't care if it's an indie book. They just want to read a good book. So I'm hoping they That's figure true. out a way mm-hmm. that we all don't lose sales because nobody knows what to do anymore. Well, and, 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 and we have to remember that the, the, there's there's a, a shift going on on Facebook, too, in that yeah. they're starting to everything. If you want your book seen, if you want any of your posts seen, yeah, uh, yeah. You can't. You you have to promote them. You have to put money into them. I know. Will not I know. Be, there's no organic reach anymore at all. If no. You have right. Author an, an author page or or anything like Nothing. that. Right. Um, and and on my one of my <clears throat> profiles, <clears throat> cough cough. <laughs> yeah. uh, I try not to. I only post about my books once in a while on the the official profile. And I'm trying to do uh, questions and engaging things, and, yeah. and getting people to talk and chat on on the the um, the actual posts because it seems to be the only way to actually get any kind of traction on Facebook anymore. Which, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's so not good because right. I I've, when I start, I don't know how long you. I've been doing the shows for eight years. Uh, first with Red River, and when we used to put, um, you know, ads out for the shows, you would see, like, tons, I mean, hundreds of people would go, you know, they like it, they're interested. Now, if you see three or four, because they don't even see it, and then somebody say, well, are you having a show tonight? And I'm going, like, I don't understand. I'm putting all these out. Why isn't anybody seeing it? Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to other areas. I'm going, I'm doing more, like, when, like, for the show, for, when we post a show, you it'll, you can go, all right, you can advertise on Amazon. You can advertise, well, like by my books, it'll say my show, and they didn't. you can go LinkedIn. So that's what I'm doing more of now because when I go on Facebook, I don't even see the same people. And, and then the other day somebody said, no, it's not too true that 25 people can see you, and that's the only ones that can see you. So I don't know. It, you, you must have gotten those emails too, where they say only twenty five of the last people are seeing anything of yours. Yeah, I, I've heard that too, but I haven't seen that to be true on my timeline. But so I wonder what the fate is here, you know, of for authors. It's not. It's really not good, you know. And um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Facebook for that reason. I mean, they've had a lot of issues, and if you give five dollars. That even if you get five dollars, you get your it out there. But I'm not sure where it's going and who's seeing it. Even yeah, it now. doesn't. It's, it doesn't seem to be targeted toward anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know, like, like I'll target it, and then all of your friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't right, really exactly. We lost, lost targets. We don't know what we're aiming at anymore. Yeah, no. yeah, right. Exactly. We don't know who our audience. You know, you don't all. You don't know anymore who the audience is. One of the things is about doing radio shows. That's a good thing because it goes on Google fast. Um, the shows for World of Ink and Michigan Avenue that goes on because we've done so many of them. But that's eight years worth. You know, so a new author starting out. I don't know that they can build up the way all of us probably could because we've done this for so many years. 
You know, there's so right. many things all of you have done. You know, um, I mean, I look at I, I look all three of you up. Everything we used to do doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's basically and what it is. Everything and, everything we we started out doing just doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't. You know, you can't do you can't do contests. You can't do like share. Uh, like Sharon Tag anymore. That doesn't work. Uh, you know, you what, can't. What is, yeah. it, what is it that's on? Um, what's it? What is it that's on Goodreads that used? Uh, maybe it's contest that used to be free, and now you have to yes, pay money for it. Yeah. Yes, there was, was a promotional. It was a contest mm-hmm. you could run on Goodreads, and it was free. It was everybody used them. It's like, hey, guess what? You know, you do this and you get whatever. And now apparently to do this promotional bit. It now costs you five hundred dollars. Oh it my god! Wow. Like it, they were going to ease ease you into <sighs> it. It went from from free to five hundred dollars. I think the five hundred dollars is when you are um, when your book is in on the on the page. And there's another one that's about one hundred sixteen one hundred sixteen dollars. <sighs> I think that you're at the back of the page. You know, you're towards the end of the list of giveaways or free books. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. I, you know, I mean, it just doesn't seem to be. You know, what anybody can. You know, there's no answer anymore. You know, and so the answer that I tell people now is just keep writing and hope for the best. Because I really don't know. You know, I know that Smashwords. I'm on Smashwords, and I used to sell on Smashwords. Now I don't sell as much on Smashwords. Then I went on Draft Two Digital, and then I sell on there. So I, I don't really know now. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's oh, I'm very a, I'm hard. Well, Amazon keeps changing its algorithm. So, I mean, my uh, my erotic fairy tales, the two that I have, used to sell really well, and now they hardly sell at all. And I don't know what to do to rectify that. I also think that to some degree they they instituted another version of the uh, Kindle uh, the Kindle page count and their their system. They they instituted a new one last July, and I've noticed that a lot of people since last July have been having a lot of problems. With sales, and I don't know if it's their, if it's Facebook's algorithm or if it's Kindle's algorithm, because something something last July messed up. I can actually go back and pinpoint the day that they put the new software into play, because my yeah. my page reads just plummeted. I was getting, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge page read person, but yeah. I was getting a decent amount, and they just completely fell off. Completely fell off. I can barely get people to read on uh, Kindle Unlimited anymore. And See, and when I was on I, Blogger, so I I, do, you have, do you have a, where's your, where, like, I've used Blogger for years, okay, and we had, mm-hmm. we have one World of Ink, and I have one Michigan Avenue, I have Marsh Book, I had a lot of them. So then I'm thinking we don't hardly get what we used to get on the people looking at it. So now I cut down, but I notice at night when I'm trying to do, put things on Blogger, it is so slow and it's and I don't know why, and I don't think it's my computer. These are newer computers; they're fast, and and it's well, as soon as I get on Blogger, it's like it takes forever, you know, for anything to work. And then you know, I don't even know if it's going anywhere now. It's not what it was. So I think that there's a problem with probably everything that everybody does now. I, yeah, I think some of the technology is just starting to be outdated. Some of the things like on Blogger. I mean, Blogger's been around forever. Have they yeah. updated the software? Have they updated the firmware in their in their yeah. storerooms? I mean, these are things. You're right. That, that's probably it because it's old fashioned. It's like old fashioned in a way because it's not fast. 
you know. Right. Um, yeah. I know that, that I'm, I have one on Blogger, I have one on WordPress. WordPress is constantly updating. They're constantly so, bringing yeah. in new things. So you things, like WordPress? You, know. you like WordPress? Then? I I do like WordPress. I do like yeah. WordPress. They have they have a couple options that I like more than I do some of the options on uh, Blogger. Yeah. See, I, you know, that, yes, because I may do the, you know, I have one on WordPress, but I don't work it. You know, I I I know from I know all of you here, we do a lot of marketing, which that we don't like but we're we're in a lot of places so then you have to decide how much do you want to do this you know and like i would like someone to just do this for me but you know and (laughs) and i try to find people but they don't you know they do promotions and the other thing is even if you are a new york best time seller and and when they're on shows or when they have a lot of you know promo out they they don't have a lot out I mean, then you look to find, you're like, where are their pictures? Where's everything? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. They hardly have mm-hmm. anything out. Because because I think that the people think that their book is being out there, but it it's not really. They don't have as much PR as a lot of the indie authors do. Right. Right. That's very true. That is very true. I've heard that from, yeah. I've actually heard that from people who, are with traditional clubhouses is that they're, they luck out and they have them, you know, they, they do a bit of success with the traditional publishing, but they yeah. don't have any PR. No, They've nothing. Done. Everything they do. And they then if they go to a PR person, the PR person puts them on a radio show, the PR person makes the money, and the radio person or the blogger, they don't get the money. But right. the PR person gets the money. And mm-hmm. keeps it, <laughs> and and the author mm-hmm. thinks that probably they're paying their other people because, like I think one of the hosts I heard him said this morning or yesterday it was I I was listening to a radio show and they go we don't get paid on blog talk, and we also and you know and reviewers a lot of them aren't getting paid so we're not you know and people don't get that because I think that their PR people are not telling them that they're getting all this free. You know, and they're keeping all they they're very expensive, some of these PR people. Really oh, yeah. expensive. You know, and uh I don't know that they do maybe anything that much. Maybe that's what we maybe that's what we should be doing is being PR people rather than writers. In <laughs> <laughs> my next in my next life, because that's not where all the life. money is in PR. <laughs> it is. It, you know, it actually is because I really believe that. Because people, you know, one of the reasons I started doing this show because I was a I was an agent and whatever, and you know, and I then people were coming to me. They were getting their books in those years independently published, and some of them ended up paying like twenty thousand dollars, and they never got any return naturally because you can't, that takes a lot of uh, twenty-five cent uh, Amazon books to make money, and they weren't getting any money, but they were paying these kind of fees to publishers. And somebody called me the other day, and we were talking, and he was going to be on the show, and then I went, like, I think what he really wanted was me to promote him and myself and pay him money to do the services. And I still quite, he never called me back, so I have no idea what he was doing. But, you know, and they, but he was telling how much money you could make from something, but he was actually, I think he was upset because I didn't want to pay him. And that's what's happening. They want money, a lot of it. Because you see people say like, oh, like, you know, they want like 3000 a month. And, and that's unrealistic for an author to have to pay that. They're, I mean, yeah. how much PR could they well, give you for that? 
someone someone said to me uh, years ago, probably five, six years ago now, that it seems like we don't know what we're doing because nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are trailblazers in the indie industry. There's yeah. never been anything like this before. We don't know what's going to work, what's not going to work. It's not like we have yeah. a body of history behind us like television ads or, or movies yeah. or, you know, traditional publishers. We are the trailblazers on this. So we have a moving target, and it keeps moving, and it's moving really well, right. And, and you're right. And if they change things, like with Amazon or whatever, we can't figure out what to do because, you know, you might lose some, but you can't pick up people, and you don't – and and – the categories, what I did hear, somebody was on the show a few weeks ago talking about when some of the publishers, the big six, they have different, um, I think they're, they're, they can post in different ways. Like it, it depends, like, you know, when we look at the categories, it's really not, you can't be that specific in romance, what kind of category it is. And I think they, there's some way that they're getting different categories. Because, as you know, the year after the years, we can't even put the keywords. Like I, I'm sure you all remember this when we put the keywords in ourselves, some of them. And that was good. But now the keywords, I don't know if they're right or not. It looks like you can put the keywords, but you don't know if they're really good. There's no way to know. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and then Amazon will take, uh, if you write erotic romance, Amazon will take your book and stick it under erotic where nobody can find it. I know. Mm-hmm. Or, um, see, uh, see, or people are considered too yeah. adult, and then they'll hide it, and then you know you, you can't find it unless you search unless you search for the title of the book. Yeah. Or for the author's yeah. name, and it's it's impossible to find it. See, yeah. erotic, and, and that's really unfair for erotic writers because even if it, it's erotic, there when somebody writes a book, anybody uh, that has a love scene. There's a bit of a lot of bit of erotica in any of those love scenes. So what makes that book okay, and what makes a book that's a sexy romance not okay? Right, it's, it's, right, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, you consider that some of these books, like I read Pillars of the Earth when I was 12 years old. That is not a book for a 12 year old. Uh, Ken follows the Pillars of the Earth. It's like it's like 1,200 pages. There are wow. <laughs> dozens, dozens of rapes in that book. Really? And I was 12 really? years old reading it. Really? So See, that's yeah. You know, so I mean, right, right. Why, why are we hiding the sex? Why why are we hiding the sex? You can go and get Ken Follett's book anytime. You can go and read any of these books that, that are just mm-hmm. utter violence. And, right, and, and, and even in the mysteries, the suspense mysteries, and, and you know, what, that's there's sex in it. So I don't understand what makes that category failing these days, and that's what's happening. Well, I think part of the pro- I think part of the problem was that uh, you had a lot of books that were just practically porn because the writers were capitalizing on the erotica trend. So you had stuff mm-hmm. like uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot porn and dino porn. And, and uh, <laughs> Amazon was cracking down on that. And then the rest of us got caught up in like, sort of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was yeah, where a lot of that, that was coming from. See, Isabel, I saw on your, you know, you have your thing where you write your name and then you write like all genres. Mm-hmm. I like that yep. because you're telling everybody 
in one in one minute, like in a sentence, that you are a multi you know multi type of a genre author. And yeah, I think awesome. that, like, right, what made you decide to do that? Because I like that you do that. You know, I, I mentioned that to you last time. I think. What I think, I think it's 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 basically because um, there are there are there are authors who who write who say that they are paranormal erotic romance authors. There are authors who say that they're contemporary erotic romance authors. I mean, I think that's that's already a, a redundant phrase, you know, to say that uh, you're an erotic romance author because, right, like you, like you've all said, all of the books have some erotica in it, and um, it's just really a matter of writing. But then I decided also because I needed to let people know that you know when you read an Isabel Kate book, this is what you will expect, and I just didn't want people to say, "God, there's so much sex in this book. I don't want this book. I don't want to read it." So my yeah. sister just, you know, put it out there in the open and say, hey, I write sex. So, right. so that's yeah. the yeah. See, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, because sometimes when I'll, you know, I've given books to people I know and I'll say, well, like, you know, it's my own insecurity. I'll go like, well, there was, was there too much sex in it or whatever? And they go, no. And it's like, you know, they just read it over. You know, they're reading it. It's part of the book. It's not even a deal to people. So I think... That because we have to put them in a certain category, that mm-hmm. that's what happens to us, you know, mm-hmm. as authors. What is our book? You know, is it a thriller? Is it a suspense? And if you put it in the wrong category, then the wrong person reads it. And I think this is a problem. This is what's happening. This is why, I mean, if there's sex in it, so what? Exactly. Well, my book, Roughing It, it's um, it has very little sex in it, and it's it's a gay male story, and it ends up getting categorized as erotica because I think there's maybe one or two sex scenes in it, whereas where it's actually more of a sci-fi thriller that's a cross between the X Files and the Andromeda Strain, but that you know you add just a little bit of sex and it's automatically thrown into well, what's the erotica it listed category. Under? Exactly, what's it which is which is yeah. not yeah yeah. I. I, last I checked, I think it's still under erotica. Yeah. Wow. You also have to remember yeah, I, that there are, uh, you can put those categories in and people exploit that. They exploit mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, yeah. all the time. They'll put, like, right now, the hot genre is, like, dragon shifters. So somebody might mm-hmm. put their wolf shifter with a dragon tag on it just to get it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem is, you know, I mean, you know, even look at a lot of on TV now, the stuff that's on TV, sometimes I'll be watching it and I'll go like, really? It's so much sex and, and, you know, and this is what people see now. So I don't know that it's even as, you know, what it was two years ago to write erotica because it's on TV. So, it, it you know, it's different yeah. now. You know, and even when I put tonight's show, I didn't even see, you know, some of the categories. So I put it in books, you know, and I, I may change it later. It, but it's weird because, I, you know, that's the thing. Because we have to use all these categories because we don't know right. what people are looking for when they're looking for our books. Right. That's the problem. You know, romance. I mean, you put it in romance. Know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what it'll be, but I think people are getting aggravated, and they're dropping out all the time. There's so many people have dropped out that I know personally for the last um, eight years. They're, they're not even there anymore. 
they're gone. Hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that trend too. People are getting burnt. They're getting burnt yeah. out from trying to fight the system to figure it out. You know, and and a lot of people are getting indie burnout, I guess. And then they just yeah. say, mm-hmm. I just I just can't do this anymore. Or maybe I'll write for me and maybe I'll publish again, but I I can't I can't chase this dog anymore. Catherine yeah. and I were just talking about that the earlier. What were in we, uh, Jen? Yes, we were. We were talking yeah. about it, it, it's it's burnout. It, it's it's very yeah. frustrating yeah. to try to figure out how to market your books. You know, uh, uh, like you're being left behind. You, you, as fast as we write, there are people who write so much faster, and they're on top of the trends. And it's I don't know how they write that fast. You know, I I really don't know how they write that fast. I've said this so many times on my show because I speak fast, okay, and I'm a fast-paced person. But when writing, I can't write that fast as others. And I just, you know, I really don't know. I mean, when you really think about it, in years past, people say, oh, look, I'm writing a book. And it could take them a year and a half. But we're so used to it now of people coming out with a book like every six weeks. And you're going like, well, how could they possibly write that? You know, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Well, I mean, some of them them have, I won't call it an unfair advantage, but an advantage in that uh, they don't have full-time jobs. You know, uh, some of the writers I know, they're, that's what they do is they write, but they have uh, either they're making enough money off their books or they have a spouse who can support them, you know, yeah. while they're going after this endeavor. Mm-hmm. And it does make all the difference in the world when you can write from 9 to 5 as opposed to writing yeah. from, oh, about 7.30 to maybe 9.15 and hope that maybe yeah. you didn't burn dinner while you were doing that. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Right. Well, right, you know, because a lot of mothers, you know, I know a lot of people, that's what I used to do. I used to sit, you know, for the, at a, you know, at a sports game and you sit there, are you writing and, you know, you try to get it in. But, you know, right now it's such competition, which I'm not real competitive. I don't like competition. I just don't care. You know, I'm not real competitive type. So I just write, you know, and, but some people, you know, and, a lot of people are very, very jealous of somebody else. I've heard people say that on my show, and I can't believe that because it's it's kind of like sad, you know, to be, you know, we all write at how we write. We do our own writing, whatever we do. And if you really love writing, you don't want to give it up. You know, right, it would be, exactly. I don't even know. Mentally, I don't even know what I do, would do with all my characters in my head. I'd be crazy probably, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's I like unleashing. I don't know what I would do if I stopped writing. I know. Right. You know, it's just part of my life. So, like, I I don't ever feel like I'm ever alone because I've always had my characters in my head, you know, and I'm always thinking of things. I wonder what normal people think about. Like, sometimes I'll say to my husband, what are you thinking about? He'll go, nothing. I'm going, like, how is that possible? Nothing, you know? I mean, because I'm always thinking of something. You know, not nothing. There's always a storyline, a character you're trying to develop. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing even just like as you're walking down the street, you're doing just yep. observation. Like, hey, yep. that's a funky looking tree. I could mention a funky tree yep. in one of my stories, you know. Yeah, I have a and mentor, a lot of times, oh, 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 look at this. And oh, bunny that you're running. And a lot of times, you go for dinner or something. Stuck in a corner, and then I can't figure out I'm, what to do with them. So right, it takes me like a day, and then I'll start. But that's what we all do, and then we miss that. 
you know, like sometimes, mm-hmm. like I'll go to, you know, I'll go to the, a, a dinner or wherever or lunch, and then I'll go to the bathroom or something, and I come back, my husband and I'm talking to someone, and he goes, "Figure it, figure it out. <laughs> You're always talking to someone," because I like to have conversations with people just to hear how they talk, what they say, and I'm interested, mm-hmm. you know. But he says, "Can never fail." There you go. You're talking to somebody, you know, and I'm sure we all well, do I, that I, because I write a lot of short stories. So I, I try to belt out a short story in about two to three weeks, just in time yeah. for you know making the deadline that for the submission call. So I find yeah. all the submission calls that I like, and I try to write something for as many of them as I can, and then hopefully maybe one or two out of five or six will get accepted. So I mean I'm putting yeah. my name out there in between working yeah. on novellas and novels, but um, yeah, I mean that's 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 the way that I do it, and I'll write for I aim for a thousand words a day when I'm when I'm writing. And then, you know, in the afternoon, I'll bake or tend to my garden or, you know, watch TV or a movie or something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to mix my day up so that, it, you know, that I'm not, I don't get too stagnant. Right, right, because you got to do something. Does anybody have any questions yeah. to ask each other that somebody wants to know? Or... <laughs> nope. Anything? <laughs> right. <laughs> we, cover, we covered the marketing, so... Yeah, well, you know, because well, you know what, it, it turns out that that sometimes is the most frustrating for writers. So when mm-hmm. we're usually when I have a few people on, that's what we end up talking about because it is good to hear how other people feel, and you know, and because we all love writing, but we all don't love this, and you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes you know, and even on radio shows, you know, people are surprised, you know, if if you if even if, you, if you're watching TV, let's just say, and they have an author on. Okay, they ask them, I don't know, two questions, and then they go, fine, bye. You know, because authors know how to talk to other authors, whereas mm-hmm. other people don't know what we really do, because we this is really hard mental work, and it's tiring because we're talking and living for other people in our stories if that's the kind of writer we are, which most of us are. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is exhausting sometimes, and I, I don't know that I could write straight nine to five. Because I, I think mentally, I don't think I could write that many hours straight. I need to have a, a break somewhere in between. And I'm surprised some people, they, they say that. But I don't, you know, people, this is one of the things that I've noticed. You know, I hate, people lie. <laughs> you know, they do. I mean, they just lie. And there's no, you know, and they they say they sell a ton of books, and then they probably don't, you know. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, we all have issues with that. You know, and yeah, even with, with the audio books. With, with all the weird categories, anybody can be an Amazon bestseller. Yes. Yeah, that's and true. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, but I'm then, you know. And dino porn. Yeah, you know, because, but it is yeah. hard. You know, you know, if you put, when you put yourself in romance or contemporary or suspense, you know, you are in competition, and it does have a lot to do with Amazon's, you know, uh the way it is, and that we don't have a choice for that. And so now with Facebook, so I think that's what's why we, at the beginning when we were talking about this, we're, it's frustrating because you this is what happens. You're writing and you want more people, and there are so many authors out there, and they're not really authors. They're, I don't know what they are. They they write, but that doesn't mean they're, you know, they're not really authors. I You know, they're just doing it to see if they can make money, and you know what? Some of them do. Yes. Some of those do, yes. you know. Because they're, they're kind looking of be- for the next quick book. Yeah, yeah. They're looking mm-hmm. for the next mm-hmm. quick book. That's all they're looking for. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And they find it. 
you know. And but yeah. I do think that yeah, and I think it's you know I think if you put out a book, you know, and you're proud of what you did, and you did the best job that you can do for that story, for whatever story it is, I think that's all we can ask for is for ourselves, you know, is make it the best story that we can. And, you know, if we sell it, we sell it, we hope, you know. But the one thing, the good thing is our stories are out there forever. Mm -hmm. It's not in a drawer that it might have been because some publisher didn't take it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is Mm -hmm. what happened. I can pay for a wall with rejections. Oh, God, I have a ton. A ton. From the, I've been doing yeah. this 20 years. I have a ton. And, you know, which, you know, and I don't think people can be upset a lot of times when they go, it, you know, and I tried a little while ago with my scripts again, which I'll continue to do, because when I was an agent, we were sending out scripts and people would read them. Now it's very difficult to get people to read them because, you know, they wanted to, I love when they go, it's just it doesn't jump off the page or something like that. And how did they know that by one paragraph of a description that it's not <laughs> jumping off the page? <laughs> you know, because sometimes, as even when I was an agent, if you see someone sometimes that can write the greatest synopsis and then the book is horrible or the script is terrible, <laughs> because that should not be how someone judges your, you know, your story by one paragraph. It's so unfair. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's a, a good example of that is the pit mad on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Have you ever yes. done that? The pitch what madness. What is it? No, I've done it's that. called it's called hashtag it. pit pit mad. P a p i t m a d, and it comes uh-huh. up once in a while, mm-hmm. like maybe twice a year. And a bunch of of agents sit on Twitter, and you have exactly one line, two hundred and forty yeah. characters. To catch their attention. That's yeah, it. Hashtag pitch, yeah, there's hashtag pitch wars. That's another one that does yeah. the same thing. Another, when yeah, I was an agent, thing. when I was an agent, I was a WGA agent, and I read all the. I, I had a lot, I really did have a lot of clients because I took on new people, and you don't get paid for that. So you know I, that was 20 years ago, and so I took on a ton of people, and but I read every single one of their scripts or their, you know, their books. And I had such good authors, but it doesn't, it's not enough. Sometimes it's just not the right story. It's just not what they're looking for. And it's, it's, you know, but a good story reads well, you know, and that's what, that's the problem is what mm-hmm. are they looking for? Well, and that's why, a lot of filmmakers, that's why a lot of filmmakers are making their own, they're writing and directing everything. Well, the way I understand it now is that if an agent is looking at a manuscript, if you don't grab the agent within the first paragraph or the first page, you're done. Yeah. You've got to grab them right away, even in the first line sometimes. It's really hard. And, you know, I was not that kind of agent because, you know, I wanted to read the script because even years ago what the best thing was what we we could do then was send 10 pages of the script, and that's what I used to do. I mm-hmm. said, because after ten pages of re- of a script, if they don't like it, they're never liking it. But ten pages mm-hmm. usually in a script can tell you if you like where the story's going, you know, and uh, the right the style of the writing. But now we don't get that. We get like one paragraph, and it's really, you know, and and they really need to give people a fair shot. I don't think that's a fair shot. Well, when I've sent sent manuscripts to agents, they usually ask for either the first 
chapter or the first five to ten pages of your manuscript. Yeah. Because if you can't grab them right away, then you're not you know you're not not going to be able to hold the person for the rest of the book, because a lot a lot of writers start out with too much exposition, and yeah. that's not a good way to write. You have to you have to really get into the action immediately. I, when I, was, I ran a, a publisher for a little while, and we always asked for the full manuscript. Yeah. Send me the whole thing. It's don't, don't mess around. I, don't, I also don't want five page. I don't want five chapters of an incomplete manuscript. I want the right. whole thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know why? They might I not be able to finish it. What if they can't finish it? And like, and like you said, a lot of them start out with too much exposition. I had one that yeah. I started mm-hmm. reading. It was 20, 20 solid pages at the beginning of exposition. Right. And I was just like, this is this is never going to happen. This is it. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't care yeah. about any yeah. of this crap. Yeah. Who who yeah. are my characters? Who yeah. are my characters? Why do I care? You know, yeah. and that's why they say that the, it's the first paragraph. You have to have. I know uh, something to grab the reader, grab the agent, grab the publishing house. Otherwise, it's, it, people don't care. I think the you know, reader is a lot more. Uh, the reader is a lot more likely to like the story than a publisher because, um, or an agent, because the reader gives the author sometimes a little time. Except on Goodreads, if they read one page, then they close the book. And mm-hmm. I, well, I, I looked around and I went like, oh my god, you know. And also for new writers or even seasoned writers. You know, when people write the, such horrible things to other people, I mean, really, you know, this that can stop somebody from ever writing again. And that's, that's not true. fair. Oh, yes. You are absolutely you know, right. They don't realize and, the and, power of their own words. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and some people, you know, I remember one time I, I, this woman from California, she goes, well, you know, you don't sound like you're 20. So I go, well, like, neither do you. <laughs> neither do you, honey. <laughs> you know, I mean, what what does that have to do with it, you know? And we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just that the price of cheese in Finland, you know? I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was always, I was always told, I was always told that you have to have a hook. That you know you have yeah. to really grab the reader immediately, and uh, well, there was uh, well, when he was still alive, uh, Tom Piccarelli. He's a horror writer, well, the late Tom, Tom Piccarelli. He had an exercise that he had people come to do on his Facebook page, where he would ask you to post the first sentence or the first paragraph of your work in progress, and the whole exercise was about learning how to write a proper hook, and I, I learned a lot from from this, and you know people would comment on others and and like the best ones and so then is like, I mean you, you you can grab somebody in the first sentence. I mean some of these sentences were amazing. And and it's something that it's not it's not easy to do. I'm attempting to start a new novel. I just finished one today so to I'm on to the next one. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, how do I open this? This is this is one of the novels I've been trying to write for years. I'm like, how do I start this? How do I begin this book? I have no idea where to start. So I'm okay, you, to you know what the truth is? You know, really the best way to do that is, honestly, you just start writing the book. And then you'll go back when you're into the book, and maybe yep. you'll change the beginning. Because otherwise it's too much pressure on you to have to figure that. For, because that's not really how you write. You're writing a whole story. So it's not fair to put that much pressure on yourself because that's one paragraph. It's so wrong. I mean, there, it's called the beginning, I'm, I'm middle, and it. end. Yeah, I'm skipping it's it until right. I'm ready to write the beginning, you know. 
Right, I, exactly. I, I have revised first opening paragraphs so many times. You know, it's it's a process. Well, you know what, though, because, right, because it is, and it's it's kind of unfair, because it's really so much pressure on the author to try in one paragraph to get a whole story that's mm-hmm. really good to make, you know, because you're supposed to gradually read a book. You don't, you know, I like the, the yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead. I don't like to try to get too much in that first paragraph. I really yeah. do go for a true hook, you know, some yeah. phrase or some action that people are just, it just grabs them and go, oh, well, now what? Like yeah. the one book I wrote, uh, Consensual, literally starts out with her swearing. That's the first word in the book. Yeah. Is a swear That's word. a good way. <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> That word I said I'm doing this because I want to do it because this is what this character would say. Yeah. So exactly, you know. exactly. See, that's it. If that's what you think the character should say, that's what they say because you're the one that the character's coming out of. I mean, that's how it is. You know. And I mean, I think that you know that's we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. You know, and that's why we don't get a book out every month. <laughs> a lot of pressure because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, I would like, you know, I love it when, you know, people come on and they go, I have the most wonderful book and I did this and they did that. And who knows if it's that good or not, but the fact is that they are so pleased with it. They make you feel like you have to read the book, you know, and that's right. not a bad way to be. You know, I just, it's yeah. hard for most authors to do, you know, is to start because we have issues that way because, you know, and and that's another thing about reviews because you get a review that somebody, you know, just smashes somebody, which is really, don't even give a review then. You know, if you can't, if you really hated the book, just let it go. Don't write a review. You know, I mean, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, because even a bad book or somebody, it's such a bad feeling when an author reads something like that, I, you know, uh, it, it's not a good thing, you know. The ego—it's not it, about ego. It's just about you lose something when somebody writes something so terrible. Because then, when you're writing another book, you're saying, "Well, maybe they're going to say the same thing," you know. And I think it's, you know, be fair. I think that's what people, when they're reviewing a book, be fair. You know, I don't. Good I don't. Ending. I don't have a problem receiving one and two star reviews. I yeah. don't. What I write yeah. may not be to that person's liking. How you made it through the book, I don't know. But right, um, right, I don't care. Right, yeah. I, you know, you know. Basically, it's good not to care because, and I, you know, really, because some people don't like your book, so then they leave you a bad review. But there are people that give up you, because of it, and that's sad. It, you know, don't give up. It's there. It, it's not. It's not the one and two star reviews that bother me. It's the way that people need to attack your personal character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, the, yeah mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. You know, uh, well, uh, you know, this author is a terrible person for having written this, and they should go to hell when they die. And it's like, oh, that's pretty bad. It's, it's well, not a good thing. Yeah, that's it's not a good that, ego booster. It's not an ego booster. I'm sorry you disliked my book. You leave a one star and move on with your life. You don't need yeah, to. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> right. attack me personally because <laughs> it really, really is when you think about it. It's it's kind of sad that people have to do things like that. Well, we're almost done, but I, w- I want to get everybody to be able to say what their last book is and what they're writing on and then how they can reach you. So, Catherine, how can they reach you? 
Uh, you can reach me at Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Catherine Rhodes Author. You can also get me on Twitter at mistress underscore K-A-Y-R. Um, and, of course, there's always my blog. It's uh, CatherineRhodes.com. And I have a cowboy romance coming out next week called oh. Empire of Dirt. Well, that's a good and, thing, right? Uh, Cowboys work, and, and that's when it works. I know. People love them. Yep. And um, I also have a uh, Dragon Shifter book coming out, too. Well, it's a re-release, oh. but that'll be out mid, mid-March. That's great. Great. Isabel, you're still with us here? <laughs> yes, <Late>. I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, okay. Uh, people can uh, can contact me or connect with me at uh, www.facebook.com author Isabel Kate um, or uh, at uh, on Twitter at Isabel underscore Kate and then um, also on Goodreads I also go there once in a while as well as Amazon um, also the books that I'm actually writing at the moment I have one Dragon Shifter novella that's going to come out around May um, my paranormal, the next paranormal uh, novel, Midnight's Flight, hopefully is going to come out in April. And I am in the process of completing slow dancing, which is really, really slow now, um, <laughs> around April as well. Um, I, I still have like about four or five chapters before, yeah, before I give it to Jennifer to read to help me, you know, so... So yeah, so those are those are the books I have. So I have like uh, like three books at the moment. Um, it's good. And then afterwards, I'll I'll take the the other one. The other one is going to be my fire binders. I have a new series, and oh, good. it's about yeah fire binders. And the next one will be hopefully in September. So you got a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay, Elizabeth. Okay, um, I have two books that are out now. One of them is Rough Unit, which is my uh, sci-fi, X-Files, the Andromeda Strain outbreak kind of book. And my second one is New Restrained, which is a contemporary erotic romance about a woman who works at a high-end sex toys company and she that, that makes sex dolls. And uh, she enjoys La Dolce Vita like, like you wouldn't believe. And over the summer, I'm planning on releasing a collection of erotic fairy tale retailings. And it's going to be mm. called Happily Ever After and Other Erotic Fairy Tales. Yeah, and you too good with that. You can, find me on face, you can find me on Facebook at Elizabeth Black, and I'm on Blogspot at Elizabeth A. Black. They're the easiest places to reach me. I think we should have we should have all four of us on every couple months because it's a good conversation. We all, mm-hmm. we all know where, where we're going or where we've been maybe some days. But we could maybe get a better time for Isabel, so we'll we'll think we'll find something better for you. Fine. I'm, I'm all right. Okay. I, I I sleep at around two o'clock anyway, so. Oh, all right. So then you're right. You're right on time. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right, you can find out more info about um, Michigan Avenue Media because World of Ink and Michigan Avenue Media now are in the same website on Michigan Avenue Media. And my next show is next Tuesday, like I said, in the afternoon. But all our shows, and this show, too, are on uh, demand forever. And there's a player on the uh, com and World of Ink Network. We have um, a 
player where you can hear any of the older shows. And um, so if you have a topic that you want to talk about or other things, just let me know and you can be on the show and we will have fun. So, uh, And I thank all three of you for being on and it's been a great show and good luck to everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good night, Isabel. Good night. Well, good morning. Good night. Good night. Good night to all. Thank you. Thank you all for being on. Good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.